Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2018. My name is Dom, and with me today is... Tori. Amato, unfortunately, is not with us today. Um, the fanfic we're reading today is A Father's Heart, which, as we've explained before, is very, very cursed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we were interacting with it, the curse finally manifested itself in physical form, and Amato had to follow it to Japan, where he can use his great fanfic sage powers to finally seal it once, from, once and for all. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, <laughs> and I will vouch for that story. But fortunately, we have our favorite re- returning guest you've never heard yeah. <laughs> today. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm CJ. Hi, CJ. This is my hi, second CJ. time on this podcast. The first time was during the Ghost podcast that was the first recording of Father's Heart. <laughs> yes, so we have recorded Father's Heart before, and CJ was there along with Amato for that. But we decided during Amato's... Um, absence fighting the forces of fan fiction <laughs> evil we would re-recruit cj to try this one again yeah. wish him luck and mm-hmm. i'll uh, i'll fill in as best i can here as a third person third warm body here. <laughs> it's really all you are personally our fourth attempt at trying to record this particular episode a third fourth, fourth. is fourth isn't wow because the first time they didn't record yeah and then the next time we recorded then we lost it and the oh, wow. third time oh, i forgot yeah. to hit record <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. this is my third time here. That's yeah. right. Oh, man, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that. That's so <laughs> Me funny. Me too. Okay. Th- thanks for showing up to all those dress rehearsals. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, it was all, it's all going to be worth it. So the fanfic we we're reading today is A Father's Heart, a Star Wars fan fiction written by Fern Withy. So why, when we asked you what kind of things you wanted to talk about before, you said first Harry Potter, but we, we already did that, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um... Obviously, old Harry Potter. Uh, Gargoyles is one of my favorites from back in the day. Um, There are more, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Captain Planet would be amazing. Oh, that would be, yeah. That's an idea. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'd love to revisit that world. Maybe X-Men as well, like like based off of the cartoons. Oh, the 90s cartoons. the 90s, yeah. That would be awesome. I loved those as a kid, but anytime watching any of them now, they're... Complete shit. They are absolutely painful. You know what I liked was X Men Evolution. I would like, but I don't was know that if that the was one the nineties. Yeah, I think it was the early two thousands. So yeah, that, that was better. Really, I think really, it was better. Like painful feminist quote, mm, in quotes mm-hmm. episode. Oh, it was so cringy, but yeah, kind of amazing. So, what's your relationship with the uh, Star Wars? My relationship with Star Wars is probably much like here. Everyone here, uh, I grew up on it. You know, it's mm. uh, near and dear to my heart. The prequels are a pile of burning garbage, <laughs> mm. uh, which will make this reading interesting because it was published in early 2002, so just after the first uh, mm-hmm. the prequel films came out. It was archived so. on the website we looked at it at April 2002, which meant it was written sometime before then. Oh. But Obviously we, af- after episode one, but before episode two. Yes. Attack of the Clones came out May 16, 2002. Okay. So it was before. Yeah. The, it yeah. got worse. I mean, it, it was started off bad, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but there was still hope. Um. Yeah, it's surprising. So they do, they're able to take some liberties here with um, Vader's, like, origin story a little bit. Right. Yeah, and, you know, not to get into it too early, but it's a kind of a character-based story, which is yes. yeah. one of my favorite kinds. So Yeah, so yeah. really good. A lot of people nice. actually liked the prequels like when it first aired. Like They're just so happy to see new Star Wars. It actually took a while for people to 
turn against it. For the, I think it's so. true. Yeah. 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 Well, I was probably 11 when the first prequel movie came out, and I was totally into it because I was 11. Kids but, get a pass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they get a pass. But, you know, over time, yeah, it was looking yeah. back terrible. But I remember not being happy with it because, like, for my birthday, I got the novelization of the first movie, which came out before the first movie, mm. written by Terry Brooks. Terry Brooks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I read that book, and Terry Brooks is a good author. Yeah, he's a great author. So, I loved, he was my favorite author growing up. Like, yeah. I was obsessed with him. So I never read any of the Star Wars uh, Extended Universe. It's not even Extended Universe, it's just a novelization of the movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But because it was Terry Brooks, he did what he could to make sense of the story. So right. I read that first, and then I came to the movie. <laughs> and even though it was a book based off the movie, I, I left saying, you know, the book's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the book actually explained a lot of the things that were nebulous or just not addressed at all in the movie. Like, why the kid was fascinated with the with this old lady and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's. there were three sins of that first movie. The first one being Anakin's age, mm-hmm. which just ruined all the rest. The second one being obviously Jar Jar Binks, the thing that everybody hates the most, mm-hmm. and uh, the floating anti-Semitic character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. he's supposed to be yeah. Jamaican. So, or yeah, it was stereotype. Anti- lots of people. He is. He's there, like, there's a lot of problematic stuff in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the third one, I forget. <laughs> it was just in my brain, but. Oh, basically the pacing. Oh, Metachlorians is the third one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is pacing. You block out your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's just it's not there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was still hope that they could, like, pull it together for the next two movies. They had two more movies to fix the yeah, mess of the did. first one. So, you know, that's why this this uh, particular story seems, like, pretty... It's not angry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. During the second, third prequel, I actually got more into the um, video games that were out at the time. Like, Republic oh, Commando. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played that Podracer one. The Podracer yeah, one. Yeah, that's yeah. people's I favorite. I love that one. When did KOTOR come out? I was it before this? No, mm-hmm. I remember doing it in high school. It must have been after the prequels. Yeah, I think Early it was. Five. I think it was 2004, though. Or maybe that was KOTOR okay. 2. I don't know. but I, I think it was safe high school, so after... I, I'm going to yeah. guess, say, after the prequels. I'd look it up, but I'm talking right now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. No worries. Um, you know, we should probably circle back around to the fan fiction, but I do... Um, something we did in the first record is to kind of... Since CJ is our guest who may return, you know, if these past experiences haven't ruined her for this. If you will have me. (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) If this actually records and anyone actually listens to it, Mm -hmm. um, maybe we should address, like, uh, CJ's background a little bit. Credentials for talking about fan fiction, because you know you need those. Of course, yeah. Obviously, I'm an expert in uh, not fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) But I did um, study creative writing for my undergrad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm all about narrative, a narrative nerd, I would say. Um, I entertain myself with, you know, plot, like delving deep into like plot lines and, and figuring out how to build stories. So it's kind of my, kind of my thing. Did you ever write any fan fiction yourself? Did I ever write? No, I never wrote any fan fiction. I did write my own kind of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which well, I'm sure were very heavily based off of <laughs> things that I liked as a yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as a kid, yeah. Um, so, no, no, no fan fiction. Did you guys ever write any fanfic? I compose some in my head. I never got the nerve down to write anything. That's I always, true. I was I've having, done that. I always have a nervous yeah. breakdown between the, the head and the page. 
Yeah. 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 I don't know if I've mentioned it here before, but I made two attempts at fan fiction when I was like 12. <laughs> and one was Ronin Warriors and one was Cowboy Bebop, but I didn't get more than a chapter into either oh, before. It just, be it wasn't my, <laughs> it wasn't my thing. I think fan fiction writing was never my thing. But. Yeah. You could do a pretty good Cowboy Bebop because you could just stick that anywhere and be a self-contained yeah. noir story or a sci-fi See, story. That's, that's the issue yeah. I had, especially when I was young, is I was way more interested in playing with language and like form than actually telling any sort of story or even really getting into the characters. It was more about like what creative wordplay can I create? So it really wasn't facilitating to any sort of plot or character-driven <laughs> narrative. I was much more of a poet than a prose writer. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Hmm. Fair enough. Self-awareness is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's been like 20 years, so I've had time to reflect. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to dive into this fan fiction? Let's dive. Let's dive. Um, we start off with a flashback to when Leia was two years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this version, uh, Vader doesn't immediately turn into Vader right afterwards, and Padme, Padme doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And so they're around and they get divorced for... Did they ever say why? Or just like, you're like too he, evil, go away? Kind of, <laughs> yeah, like, happened, I, like. I, I got kind of confused because halfway through the fanfic, I thought that she left him because he was evil. And then toward the end, I kind of got the idea that she left him because he was evil and also he was like burnt to a crisp. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of Which harsh. maybe is a little shallow and probably not true, but... Till um, death or fire dismemberment do be part. Yeah. So something that occurred to me, a little side note, while I was rereading this is how much of, since they hadn't seen, you know, the, the movies two and three, how much of the um, Padme gets with Anakin is actually, like, implied in the first movie? In the first movie, I don't know. Yeah, but or in the extended universe, maybe I don't I, know for I sure, think it was... Like, it was known to the community, the fan community yes, at the it, time. Yes, it seems Padme, like it was. Yeah. But the way that they That's get together, point. like, what happens between them isn't clear in the movies. It's not, yeah. Like, they might have some meaningful looks, mm-hmm. which is just weird and I mean, wrong. Even, it's weird, but, she's, like, 14, I know. right? Like, I mean, even if you watch the movies, it's still not clear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good point though. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like they're getting together later. Like you don't, you don't know. It's like the the fan community had been told that's what happens. Okay, Okay. at some point. So they kind of had to construct what what did happen in their relationship. Fill in the gaps. Whether they yeah, whether they got married or they just they were just casual. Some love babies. To be fair to Fern with you though, I I think this person wants to imply that she left because of. Anakin's and I guess Vader's uh, bad decision making. I think that's uh, probably true. Yeah. Actually, makes more sense than the lava death thing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because in this, a nice thing is that there's no lava because they don't seem to have that piece, but he is afraid of fire. Yes. So. Yes. That's an important note. Is Which they acknowledge is a he is a burn thing. victim. Yeah, a logical and thing that to affects assume. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the major differences in continuity between this and the actual. And I think the um, adopted mother's name is different. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what it is. Yeah, hmm. she's yeah. never really mentioned, I think, ever in like, the films. They, they like mentioned at the end of the third prequel, I think. Well, it's one of, Maybe. yeah. I know Bail Organa was mentioned. Right? Yeah, Bail Organa, is, I think, yeah. is named in the, in the originals. I believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, that the adoptive... Mother in this is one of Padme's handmaidens. Mm-hmm. Maybe the one that even was took her place. 
Might be I, I think it's the this was implied in the story. Yes. Yeah. It I might be. I, I thought, it, I thought it was the woman at the, the end. Movie. Oh, okay. Not to jump forward. I I don't know. It could be mm. either. Yeah. So we start off a uh, little flashback, and then we start the story proper when uh, Leia is 12 years old on Alderaan, mm-hmm. 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vader's coming for a diplomatic visit. Yes. Yeah. And Leia's gearing herself up to not act like a frightened little girl because she's actually going to be in the meeting there. Mm-hmm. Her yeah. father's... I mean, how do you feel if you her. were... 12 and you're like you're gonna meet Darth Vader here in a second well and she saw him before when she was like 6 and she was scared and her dad's like are you sure you're not gonna run away and she's like no I'm I'm not afraid of him I just hate him you know (laughs) just like a 12 year old yeah I'm not I'm not scared I'm not afraid she is though a little bit I'm not afraid of nothing yeah exactly no yeah (laughs) so Vader's here to uh, negotiate the return of a captured rebel uh, who's masquerading as a medical doctor named Bishapi Maybe Bishopy. Bishopy, I think yes. is that. Yeah, yeah my phone my brain. reading out loud said Bishopy, but... Who was uh, captured doing uh, rebel activities disguised as a um, refugee work on Empinua. Mm-hmm. More sci-fi made-up names. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good name, Empinua. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. my problem with these things is I always end up like, reading them and never... Like, when I read, I never think about how it sounds, you know? Mm-hmm. That's always yeah. a missing part in my brain until I try to talk about it and realize, oh, I have no idea what the word is. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of, you know, when you're reading, you're just like, first letter, A, okay, moving on. Yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, you know. just capture, like, the thought image It's actually it. funny yeah. because um, I feel like I brought this up in the first recording of this, but when I met Terry Brooks for the first time when I was, like, 11, and he has his, <laughs> um, let's see, Shannara series. I grew up thinking it was pronounced Shannara, but he said it was Shannara. So, or no, I, maybe it was the other way around. But I remember that he corrected me. Angrily corrected you? No, it was <laughs> nice. It was just really funny. To be fair, I think he was probably frustrated that everybody probably mispronounced it. But to be fair, I'd never heard the name Hermione before Harry Potter. Oh, yes. So, I'd like, I was like Hermione, Hermione. Uh, Hermione, until, yeah. yeah. They put oh, that, I was just speaking to someone about that. They had the part in the. Uh, Goblet of Fire, where they had uh, Hermione explain how to pronounce her name to Victor Crumb, uh-huh. because uh, J.K. Rowling realized nobody outside England would know how to pronounce yeah. it. <laughs> so she very specifically said that, and I didn't know it was, how it was pronounced until that part of the book. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? apparently it is an like an old English name, but mm-hmm. it's like not I, something we recognize. Yeah, like I saw it something else in something British, like as an offhand reference to a cousin or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this meeting, Leia has an inappropriate kid outburst, uh, seeing her dad being bullied by the, but by the fascist government representative. Because he's he's being forced to give up his military. Yeah, he's for- forcing Alderaan to disarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in exchange, in exchange for this one stupid dude. For this one rebel commander, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's also like because it's Bale's friend, and also because. <clears throat> Vader uses a lot of like implied language around like well, he's you know just you're like, part this of the rebellion. A, like, yeah, he's like, this is a show of good faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that you're a part of the rebellion, so if you can disarm, then I'm not going yeah. to raise your planet. Mm-hmm. All, all around back in the rebellion is sort of an op- open secret at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's officially not true, but everybody knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Leia has a, a burst of anger and mm-hmm. chews Darth Vader out for a second before running out of the room. And Vader likes it. He does. <laughs> yeah. Well, he likes the anger in her. Of course. Yeah. He wants to foster that because... because he recognizes 
Yeah. yeah. He recognizes, like, in a, in his mind, he kind of recognizes her a little bit. Well, he in recognizes some way, but... that she can use the force. Yes. And when he's around her and tries to kind of read her mind, he can feel yes. her push him out. Exactly. So he's like, oh, you know, like, this is somebody, if I can if I can get into her mind, you know. Yeah, he's, like, tried to mind read her a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the word, mind reader. He's also kind of, yeah, he's kind of drawn to her for that reason and drawn to her maybe for another implied reason of secretly knowing he's her father but not actually knowing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Leia gets chewed out by her dad a little bit. She goes off and sees uh, Vader standing wistfully on the veranda or something. They have an awkward Mm -hmm. adult-child conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do Do you like to race? Do, do you still race? Do, yeah. Race do, do you like Beyblades? Beyblades are a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little bit more relatable to Vader because, you know, he pod raced as a kid. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, like Yokai Watch, that's what kids like, right? <laughs> and then they surprisingly connect when um, she's like, oh, sorry, I, I had an outburst. And he's like, don't be sorry. And I'm trying to be like, it's good to be angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he he's like, um, you know, we can. He says, uh, it is necessary to the stability of the Empire to quash the rebellion quickly. Once that's accomplished, we can put structures in place to handle emergencies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this one. she's like, what kind of structures? Because she's already like a little political thinker. Yeah, yeah. they, they talk about politics for a bit. And this is one of the first examples we have of Vader being a fascist for good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a true believer. Mm-hmm. Now, it's really funny, too, because I do think something Dom and I were just talking about earlier in the car was like, trying to explain a fascist as a human is really a challenge. Like, the movies don't necessarily do it badly because there's nothing to empathize with in Anakin except maybe when he's a child. And even then, he's kind of flat. Mm -hmm. But in this, there's a lot more placed on trying to empathize with Vader's position. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's like trying to make you understand why someone would do that. Yeah. How someone could turn from the Anakin kid into the giant monolith. Right. Yeah. I I really like the way, actually, that Fernwithy tries to um, flesh out Vader's character in this way because they're trying to shine a light on what makes a person actually think this way. Yes. Nobody sees themselves as evil. Right. Right. So, what are his reasons for completely turning to the dark side and. And accepting all that, all the dark power and and all that sort of thing, and basically paints a picture of somebody who doesn't believe in in the way the world or the universe works, and says you need a strong arm, you need a strong hand, which is yes. what a fascist is. Very fascist. And actually, it's sort of in line with a lot of the villains we have nowadays in our modern day movies. I mean, the the bad guy in um, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. The I mean. Thanos. Thanos is a pretty yeah. example. Yeah. Uh, the, but that's because they're all examples of fascists. Yeah. Like the same ideology. But and people who are fighting against a system that everybody doesn't agree with just doing it in the wrong way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they actually, and the, the creators, uh, or the, I can't remember who said it, uh, I think some of the writers <coughs> for um, Infinity War said they wanted to paint Thanos as this generation's Darth Vader. So hmm. I'm trying to bring those ties together. Something that's super interesting because, like, I think the author Fernwithy here really understood, like, fascist ideology and how it recruits. Mm-hmm. Because something that happened early on, um, the reason that skinheads are racist is they used to be working class people in England, and like, it used to be just an underground culture. A lot of those people would end up in prison and get in trouble and stuff. And they'd be recruited by, like, you know, the fascist organization that directed their youthful rebellion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there's still, you know, people think skinhead and think racism now, and there's obviously, like, sharps, like, skinheads against racism and stuff like that, but, like, you actually have to say you're skinhead against racism nowadays. Mm -hmm. There was a huge underculture that had a misdirected anger about being working class and white Mm -hmm. that was repurposed by, like, a fascist ideology. So it was interesting to see, like, Vader comes from a similar background as Anakin, you know, working class, like... Literally a slave. Perfect yeah, way to literally. describe how one can be seduced by the dark side, right? It's exactly. literally taking your fear and your anger and I, channeling it into mm-hmm. power. I think that's a sign of a good Star Wars fiction is like when you listen to the dark side's point of view, you're kind of like, huh, yeah, yeah, okay. You're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd be at least, at least a little gray. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's you know, I, I wouldn't agree at all with you know, how Vader thinks and, and how he justifies his actions, but I appreciate that the author is trying to flesh out his motivations and make him... That's, I think it's interesting because, like, yeah, they're writing in a lot of the... Because um, after this, I thought this was wildly out of character for, for Vader. I got sort of upset about that. Keeping in mind the, the next two prequels was mainly what I was thinking about. But I think about what uh, Fern Whitley had to work with at the time, which was the first prequel, which was, you know, as a kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched... Um, Star Wars 4 again, the original first one. <laughs> yeah. And realize that Vader has a lot of pauses in the movie where you just kind of have to assume. But like, if you look at it thinking like uh, it's a young person or like a disillusioned person, you can actually fill in a lot of those pauses and gaps and what, what he actually says mm-hmm. as like someone with good motivations because he's not needlessly cruel. And I kind of forgot about that. He was mm-hmm. just so scary and imposing. He's, he's frightening, but he's doing a job well, yeah, the entire like, time. And like he like... One of the first things is him just busting through the, the wall and, like, attacking all these people. But, like, all these people are shooting him. He just calmly walks forward. He doesn't step in, like, a battle rage or anything. Right. Just does what he has to. Yeah, exactly. Which is, um, I think, an interesting characterization of which, uh, what we see in this fanfic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, um, Leia's friend Zarya has a 13th uh, birthday party. Mm-hmm. Which yes. we learned that 13 is the age majority on this planet. And which is a reflection of the first film, and I don't know why... Really? They did that. Did, yeah, okay. well, I mean, Amidala was queen of Naboo at, like, what, 14? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So I see what they're trying to do there, but I don't see why it was necessary to make that the norm on Alderaan as well. It makes yes. me wonder how old um, Fernwithy was when they wrote it. Yeah. Also, mm. though, I mean, I guess as a counterpoint to myself, <laughs> um, I think that uh, Leia was, Carrie Fisher was, what, 18, 17 or 18 yes. in the film? So mm-hmm. I think maybe they were trying to kind of explain why she was a senator at such a young age. Well, yeah, maybe they don't That's have that, that much um, narrative. Sorry. That much narrative time to write about right. Leia before the actual show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention that there's a lot of references to dreams throughout the entire, hmm. um, the entire piece. It's Leia is constantly dreaming of her mother or paths be they full of thorns or not. Hmm. Um, and Vader, they they also go into Vader's dreams, um, mm-hmm. also dreaming about Leia's mother. Um, so she's kind of a sort of peripheral character, even though she's dead, um, which I thought was interesting. It is interesting, too, because it's something else that ties them together, Vader yes. and Leia, is that they dream of the mother and it's just I think it's a really good way for the author to continue 
to reinforce the idea that they are related, yes. even though they both don't know. And Vader... And something speaking to them. And that, yes. and that none of them care about Luke. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and Vader in the beginning... Well, I mean, to be fair, Leia only knows about mm. her mom, but... Um, and in the beginning, Vader only knows about Luke. He yeah. doesn't know he ever yeah. had a daughter, which was an important piece to this. Yeah. And in the beginning, there's a moment where Vader's like, I could push through and, and look at the images of, of Padme, which I know she was here. Mm-hmm. I know she was here. I could push through her mind and like see those images if I want to, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it. Um, well, one wonders, though, if her deflection of him that's been so consistent if he's maybe a little intimidated that she might be able to tell he's reading her mind yeah right that that, like subconscious knowledge could be brought to the fore but he just doesn't Mm -hmm. do it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen so at uh leia's friend's birthday party is loud and leia doesn't like it so leia ends up taking their speeder bike uh off for a joyride she mostly doesn't like but this person was supposed to be her best friend and now she's just hanging out with boys yeah that's, that's a kid thing that happened. yeah <laughs> yeah she's definitely like, oh god you're so lame now <laughs> <laughs> used to be cool to be fair <laughs> <laughs> maybe leia's a lesbian i don't know yeah and leia is maybe she's like i don't know i could relate no, to that when i, I was know. a kid like why are you all about boys now why can't we do stuff? <laughs> 13 seems so young for that too and then leia's yeah. still 12 it's like nah i remember that was the same way too. i remember the drastic like, change nah. from like grade school where everyone was like ew boys ew girls and like we got to middle school and everyone was like ew boys ew girls and I was like guys this is like last year what what, what the fuck happened and feeling <laughs> abandoned by your friends because they choose to date someone is something I yeah, still experience in my life at 29 <laughs> like I had that happen to me in kindergarten what? I was playing with a friend that's nonsense and like we were doing for kid things like watching Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we were just hanging around, and the friend stops, like, hey, it's okay if I invite this girl over? I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so then they spent the time playing, and I just kind of st- stood there. <laughs> Traitor. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's kind of the age where they start to, kids start to create gender for themselves and mm-hmm. start to try to mimic what they see in adults. And especially when we were young, most parents were heterosexual couples. Yeah. It was very much like a, a mimicry sort of play. Playing house. It does yeah. make me wonder how old Fernwoodie was, as you mentioned before, um, when they wrote this, because it's, it's pretty universal child experience but you can forget about it when you get older yeah you know? yes but this author is also i think very talented and they're, they're like yeah their composition uh, um, the story composition and their phrasing and they have very few like unlike other fan fiction we've read very few um like editing issues very few like grammar and punctuation it yeah errors, beautifully written. like yeah yeah it was very well written like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Leia takes this speeder bike, finds out it's been modified to be extreme, and uh, do- goes for a joyride in the park late at night where Vader happens to be. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And yeah, he's modified her speeder bike and she she's almost going crashes, really fast. But she's fine. Which is extremely dangerous. Yeah. I mean, modifying yeah. anybody's vehicle without telling them. And then he, he's such but a bad he's influence. there. <laughs> That's the thing is he's there watching her just in case because when she almost crashes, he stops her using the force. Yes. yes and then she's pissed, which I would be too. Okay. But anyway. And then Leia feels emboldened and asks the parents to go on a refugee mis- mission to Ampanura with Bishapi and the parents agree. Yeah. You know, is that before or after her 13th birthday? Uh, uh, before. before. Okay. Yeah, so she wants to go on a... I, I didn't get this because... They have to. She goes with Bishapi to this planet that mm-hmm. needs some 
Um, medicine. Re- recently been hit by a tidal wave and a like, yeah. plague. Yeah. But she goes with him secretly. They hide in a cargo hold. Because Bashafi is not supposed to travel. Right. But because he's a like confirmed rebel. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just wondering, like, how much she planned to get done if she couldn't really yeah. Why explain who she was or what she was doing? Why there? couldn't Leia have traveled in the open? Exactly. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. With somebody else, like she I could hide in a freaking cargo hold. She's a princess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was weird. <laughs> it was super weird. Like mm-hmm. because she wanted to go with him because he was going there apparently on this refugee mission, but. If right. he was planning to go without her, how much did he plan to get accomplished? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's a small strange. thing, but yeah. it's kind of, yeah. So weird. they're going to this planet, um, Ampanua, which is controlled by a, a dictator chieftain thug named Zakusa, mm. who's a former who's, uh... empirical, uh, empirical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. former empire military person. Yeah, he's yeah. an dishonorably imperial and invader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who the Empire just kind of lets go because they're not causing a problem for the Empire. And then somehow he managed to go to this planet and colonize it. He just goes to a planet probably with some cronies and becomes a despot. <laughs> that, that was exactly it. It has natives. It has population. Right, he but just, how did yeah. he conquer the planet? He had like, military power. That's, that's so. another fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. That's a boring fan fiction. That's a boring fan fiction. <laughs> so they go and uh, they meet up with Bishabi's contacts who are supposed to guide them safely to wherever they're going. And they're... Immediately, it's immediately apparent that they've been betrayed and sold out to, to the dictator. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, I should mention that during her uh, little almost crash, she has a moment where she talked to Vader, and um, she's like kind of complaining about the party and everything and having oh, a yes. dress, and he's like, I consider you lovely, but said in a like, kind of fatherly way. Yes. And which kind of sticks kinda, in her mind. Yeah. 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 So. I kind of feel that. Yeah. He he cares for her, even if neither of them really understand why or how. But it's it's concerning to the people around her. Yes. yes. Everybody else <laughs> Reasonably thinks, so. Everybody Reasonably else so. thinks it's weird this adult is fascinated with this child. Yeah. Well, and that yeah. he's an imperial. Well, like, and her parents, who know who she is, guy. are kind of like, uh, oh, uh, God, they're like sweating. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They loudly sweat, yeah. Yeah, they loudly sweat. <laughs> I feel like at least they understand, though. Everyone else is like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and one more thing is that she also has... They're not dreams, but she has flashbacks to being hidden in a trunk Mm. at two, which kind of confuses me. But Mm -hmm. she's hidden in a trunk at the age of two to be hidden from her father. To be smuggled out. Yeah, Yeah. so Mm -hmm. she's two years old. Yeah. But her dad doesn't know she exists and thinks that her brother is dead. Yeah, there's a lot of just yada yada they pass over. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's really unclear, like... Yeah, Vader seems to think that, yeah, he had one child, a boy, who died. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't think any of his children are, he only thought he ever had one. So it's very unclear how he doesn't know any of this information. Yeah. But the the flashbacks to this trunk happen every now and then where she's, like, enveloped in the smell of her mother and hidden away. Right. Okay. So um, Vader, hearing that there's going to be uh, rebel activity, namely the shoppy showing up, Mm-hmm. On uh, Ampanua shows up on Ampanua and gets the royal treatment by Sukuza, who tries to give him flattery and slaves and such. Yeah, and he abhors that. Yeah, because Which, for Sukuza good, is yeah for enslaving the, these women. Yeah. and mm-hmm. Vader thinks that's totally unethical and disgusting which it is which, so. it, which makes sense for somebody who was a slave as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it does actually, yeah. and it's really humanizing to Vader that he's not this sort of person like mm-hmm. he might be a fascist but he's not 
you know, what he considers to be this depraved, yeah. Yeah. this depraved here, morality. Here it's he explained. His rationale. Like it's explained that, like, um, Vader's only working with this depraved, horrible person because the Empire wants to, and give him one one toe out of line, he'll it'd come down pretty hard. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. like, just, just give me just a give reason. Just give me a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, or you can just be a good person and do it anyways. But no, no, wait, wait for uh, your boss to say it's okay first. Yeah. He's a true believer. He's a, and there are like little moments where in brackets it'll show their thoughts as they're kind of yeah. thinking to themselves and then like an inner thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, he, he knows that he's a slave to the emperor. Mm-hmm. But he, he, it's like, he just kind of pushes that down. Yeah, he's like, he pushes ah, it down. Vader about yeah. the thought where he's like, where he's being controlled, parentheses, enslaved. And mm-hmm. then, <laughs> which, like which would hurt, right? Because mm-hmm. he escaped slavery, just become a slave again. Yeah. A powerful slave, but a slave. Yeah, again, you I mean, you can't help but think this is like, a very reasonable mindset for, yeah, a slave who's been recruited to be powerful in this empire in the hopes that they can improve the entire world, including the positions of other people that have been in their position. Because Vader keeps on mentioning to, like, Leia that as soon as he finishes, cleans up all the rebel activity, he'll get in support, he'll get in structures, get in schooling, yada, yada. And this is literally what has happened. Like, the author obviously has a very good understanding of that's what fascism is. It's a complicated It really is what it is. It's, like, bringing up this entire lower-class population to believe that they can, you know, create national change mm-hmm. right. and better structures, but at the cost of this and this and this and this. At the cost of freedoms. Right? Yes. Yeah. It, it's a and it's continuing a to be enslaved by another system. It's an exchange of um, freedom to for freedom from. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's classic Caesar, you know. Yes. Yeah. Right. The, the enemies are at the, the gates. Suspend personal freedoms mm-hmm. in order for safety. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which we see happen to this very day. Well, we've been seeing a lot happen like oh, the past couple of years. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about the fictional ones. That's more fun. Yeah, please. So Vader is talks to uh, one of the slaves, uh, Rajuo, who is an engineer mm-hmm. and is very impressed with their designs and decides that they want to try to uplift them as much as possible. A female slave engineer who is not a humanoid. Yeah. Which sticks out to Vader. And he has a moment of thought where he's like, you know, I wish that the Empire didn't have this humanoids-only policy for yes. officers. Um, we're, we're missing out on a lot of talent, which because, is another humanizing thing in his personality. Because growing up, Anakin as the slave was also a minority as a human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, again, more interesting dimensions to this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. dimensions. And then there's obviously, like, also misogyny for this character, the the woman engineer. Like, I think mm-hmm. there's an implication that there's not very many, like, women that do this stuff, even in the Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't remember specifically, but they kind of say that, like, that there is this misogyny, which is very observable in the source material and kind of funny because of this like space world in which they live but because it's a reflection of the society society yeah Yeah. when this was created the misogyny of the creators like was present in the media Mm -hmm. and this author is just being like all right that's just how their world is as well Mm -hmm. and so bashapi is captured by the thugs and thrown to vader and they they take leia because they don't know who leia is and they give give leia to zokusa yeah, and she's like, uh, excuse me, I'm an Aldarian, Alderanian princess. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm God on this planet, who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, Bishopi's thrown before Vader, and Bishopi immediately tells Vader that Leia's there. Because yeah. 
Because he thinks Vader will even, help her. Because even though, yeah, even though he hates the Empire and everything it stands for, and Vader personally killed his brother, he knows that Vader will try to protect Leia. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a little bit of a saving his own skin yes. in there, too. There's a little bit of <laughs> yeah. a passing the buck, as we discover yes. lately. Yeah. When he tries to make his own escape, he thinks, well, Vader's going to save Leia, so I don't have to worry about it. So, so he yeah. literally cuts off his own foot to escape. Yeah, so Vader, the altruistic person, immediately drops everything, but not before cutting through most of Bashabi's leg. Yes. With the yes. idea that you can't run if your leg's dangling on by a thread. With, like his, a little with his lightsaber, so it's yeah. cauterized, but only like a couple inches are still hanging on. Yeah, it, yeah. it was so described as like a foot hanging off. It's like him. cut yeah. through the bone, but like an inch of muscle and skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Bashapi uses the um, fire axe that's nearby, the wood axe, to cut through the rest of it. Yeah. And sticks it in the fire and then runs off. So runs away like a little jerk. And he literally has that thought, like, oh, Vader will take care of Leia, so I can run now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, all right, whatever. Meanwhile. 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 Sorry, I'm (laughs) checking my notes. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Leia and Jerkface get into an altercation. Zagusa tries to assault Leia. Yes. Yeah. There's a physical scuffle. There's where a chandelier glass. breaks. Yes. And she she uh, almost gets away. He grabs her, and she turns around and cuts him with a piece Jams of... Jams a piece of crystal into his face somewhere. Into his, yeah. Yes. Like it's somewhere in the Not bridge of his Not realizing nose. that she has basically killed him yeah. in the process. Yes. At the same moment, Vader Kool-Aid mans into the room mm-hmm. and uh, yep. slashes him with a lightsaber. And then Vader gets to play it off like he killed... Zokusa. Yeah, he does that to save Leia. Leia's feelings. Leia's innocence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They mentioned he innocence. deliberately did that to hide the wound. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then emboldened by all this, that they they have a moment. I forget what they talked about. I, I skipped over most of these in my second reading <laughs> where they talked. <laughs> uh, they have a nice moment talking about. Yes. Afterward. Um, she says, thank you for helping me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about it much at all. He's just like, mm-hmm, and like walks away. Right. Yeah. It's all awkward. Feelings are awkward. <laughs> Admitting that he's helped at all is awkward. awkward so she turtle. follows him to the hall yeah. where she sees the severed foot and is like, ah, oh, he's such a jerk anyway. I think Vader's <laughs> uh, <laughs> really struggling, too, with the idea that he wants her to turn to the dark side in like some part of his brain. But there's another like protective part that says, "Don't tell her Don't she's killed a man." Yeah. yeah, which like telling her she's killed him would help convert her to the dark side, right? Yeah, and that's what his original intention. Like he thinks his motivation is to convert her, but for some reason, this other impulse to protect her innocence comes up, and he can't explain. Yeah, it. Vader so could, he's very terse. Vader could have been totally being like, "Look at look at the power you did in the hate." <laughs> yeah. Death, but, the death, the I'm just, I'm just kind of bummed out that the one person that can actually do a, a Vader impression isn't here today. I know, really. <laughs> Amato, where are you? We have all these high voices here. Darn it. But, uh, we wish they, you well they have, in your mission. Yeah, they have this conversation <laughs> where it's another political conversation where yeah. they seem to connect the most, which I love. I don't think I've talked politics to anybody this much before, as much as these two talk. <laughs> I know, right? And, uh, well, it's their lives, interests. right? Yeah. their mutual interests. Well, it might be kind of freeing how they're both steadfast and opposite sides. They don't have to worry about agreeing or pissing each other off. Like, that's just, yeah, we're, we're going to disagree. They they mm-hmm. literally know that they disagree fundamentally, so they work to find where they do agree, which is right. interesting. And so she asks him and kind of has to, she feels like prostrating herself ceremonially. Like, I ask, leave the Empire to distribute medical supplies in the city of Fazan on the world of Ampanua. And he's like, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. It's like the Vader, Empire Vader, will do it for you. Vader's mentioned before that the Empire would help as long as they, they'd be willing to ask. And they had been, the rebels have been, no, we won't, we'll bite our own hands off before we well, ask it, the Empire for this anything. This is where you see kind of this, this interesting influence where it's this mm-hmm. conflict. Like Leia's saying, oh, well, the rebels are being so stubborn not to accept this assistance. Without actually Vader's understanding. Vader's trying to yes. show her how easy it could be. That's exactly. the thing. He's, it's a manipulation. He's recruiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because that's exactly how that recruitment works. Oh, the rebels are refusing all this aid they could get from the superior power without understanding that strings come to that. Like, he's not saying the yeah. strings that come with that aid. Right. So. Exactly. And then, uh, I guess, emboldened by this experience of being traumatized and this political talk, uh, Leia comes home and decides to run for Galactic Senate. Yes. And before <laughs> mm-hmm. we move on to the Galactic Senate, mm-hmm. There's another interesting dream sequence mm. for Darth Vader before that part where he dreams of being his young, beautiful, charming self, right? Mm-hmm. Which I loved because if you're Darth Vader, you're yeah. probably going to be like stuck in memory lane quite often when yes. it comes to your appearance. Definitely. Right? Right. You know, and so like, every place you walk into, it's immediately apparent exactly yes. what everybody's thinking. Yes. Oh. And uh, he has this. He's dreaming about how he used to be and being with his lover, wife, whatever mm-hmm. this person imagined they were. And um, and also the moment where they they uh, split. Um, maybe, maybe more of a metaphorical one in the dream than how it actually happens. But she's standing on a cliff, uh, at the edge of a cliff, and she turns around to him and says, you know, so we'll end here. So it shows that... Um, Padme had made the decision to walk away from him. Yes. Right. Um, and how he stuck to his beliefs, for yeah. better or worse. Hmm. Well, and it's an interesting thing, too, like tying those two things together, like the departing of his love and the departing of his like youth and beauty. Um, there's an interesting thing you see with like the character of Vader that's always under the surface, which is his desire to be strong is kind of the only thing he has like his strength is the only thing he has left because he doesn't have like ability like he feels like with the destruction of his appearance he's kind of lost everything that could make him lovable to anyone mm-hmm. and so he sees the loss of love and the loss of beauty as completely tied together which symbolic burning away of his humanity which kind of yeah. proved in his mind because like his his kid left even before he was alive his wife walked away his, mm-hmm. his wife's friends all the, all the like extended family don't talk with him anymore right so it's just more proof that not not lovable right and what this author has created is kind of like a perfect excuse for him to have turned to the imperials and to the dark side is that or to double down at the very least yeah. yes is that he hasn't like he doesn't believe he can ever be loved again and also anything and the timing was perfect for that yeah. right? so what do you replace so. love with Duty. Fascism. Yeah. Duty. Okay. Well, <laughs> duty and, yeah. you know, duty. Like. <laughs> yeah. You said well, duty. <laughs> I did. <laughs> There's a sense. Love is like a sense of being accepted, and he has the same thing if he's accepted into this further. In places where people have, have to accept you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or if he's just a part of the system. Well, he has the authority to be somebody. Right. Right. And he belongs there. Yes. So, Leia, at the age of 14, is going to run for Galactic Senate. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what every normal 14-year-old does. She also had her 13th birthday, which was... Right, she spent her 13th birthday oh, packing God. for Ampanua. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's right. And then she went to Ampanua. Yeah, yeah. I think she's but 14 so by the she's, time she's actually yeah. running. Running for Senate, yes. Mm-hmm. 
So I should say, as some time has passed, mm-hmm. she feels like she is more mature and older. Which is kind of, you know, a um, bit old, I think. I mean, when Leia's mother was 14, they were already elected queen of a planet. Yeah, sure, you know. <laughs> why not? She's, she's lagging behind a little bit. Yeah. And her mother, Satch? It's Satch? supposed to be Sachet or Sachet. We haven't talked about that yet. We haven't. This uh, particular version we're reading has a problem with the um, accented E, where it just replaces it with a question mark. Yeah. So instead of Pokemon, it would be Poke question mark Mon. <laughs> yeah. Or in this case, uh, uh, Padm. Padm? Padm? <laughs> or, or uh, yeah, Satch. So Satch. In, yeah, in Satch. this fic, uh, the adopted mother's name, Sache, mm-hmm. I guess, okay. which is, translates, uh, transliterated as S. S A C H question mark. Satch? <laughs> Every <Says>. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Satch, uh, Sachet, or Sachet, um, warns Leia not to trust Lord Vader mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mentions that Vader at some point hurt her birth mother um, very much. Yeah. So she's, mm-hmm. she's trying to <laughs> communicate to her to like give Vader some space, but it's not. It's not gonna work mm-hmm. and uh, Leia, Leia confronts um, their father saying like uh, why don't you tell me at least the name of my birth mother or anything about it and, yeah and, and the birth and the father's like well maybe when you're older it's like older I'm running for senate you don't think I'm qualified <laughs> to know that and he's like okay yeah. good point which I think is a great tongue-in-cheek <laughs> like like self-reflection of this <laughs> yeah what's happening here by the author yes like, because she's treated a lot like a child by her parents, mm-hmm. and she is, but she's doing a lot of adult things. So. Yeah. And by the way, the Senate they're running for is part of the um, imperial government, right? Sort of a remnant of the old old uh, republic, but still taken over by the empire. Yes, before the emperor gets o- rid of it entirely. Officially abolishes it, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So th- she's essentially running for an empirical Imperial position. Empirical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> She's running for a place in basically a galactic UN representing right, right. her planet mm-hmm. before the emperor says, just kidding. <laughs> JK uh, you, you have no power. Um, and there's another like uh, flashback by Vader at the beginning of this. Um, looking back on a... a conversation he had with Sache um, where she tries to give him some of uh, Padme's belongings and mm. he nearly chokes her to death by almost <laughs> when she almost calls him by his, his name as one does when we're receiving uh, heirlooms from someone mm. I mean man you really hate your name well if somebody <laughs> calls you by your dead name you know yeah that's true to get a little bit mad that's true. I mean, you go through all the paperwork to get your name changed, you know, you kind of want it recognized, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a shift in identity. And yeah. significantly, what she gives him is a trunk full of her things, also, I think, implying full of what he believes to be his dead son's belongings. As I don't well. think it's mentioned, but uh, you could, um, I think you it's could implied. think that, yeah. Um, yes. And we also find out during this time, Leia and Vader are pen pals, and they're... They, they are. They're, they're Skype buddies. They're Skype buddies. They Skype each other. <laughs> <laughs> they talk politics. They yeah. talk politics, yeah. And Leia's having some problem, some boon with their with their campaign race because of the connection to Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a funny, like, um, I don't know, anti-Leia campaign. Political cartoons. <laughs> Political cartoon where oh, it's like yeah. a, a, a animation of her kind of looking like Vader, like her hair's 
braided in a Vader mask, right. kind of. <laughs> and it says, influence. I can't imagine what you mean. Right. And that, that was <laughs> Implying cl- that she has ties to the Empire. Which yeah. is one of those classy you know, newspaper political cartoons, which yeah. all those depths and layers and complicated. Interesting. <laughs> it's, strange. it's interesting yeah. if I think about it. I mean, officially, the Emperor is the head of the Senate. Mm-hmm. So there would technically be no problem if she had ties to the Empire, right? The Emperor, because the Senate is part of the Empire. Right. Mm-hmm. So this implication is already a rebel kind of Yeah. Alderaan is unofficially so, a rebel planet. Yes. Which is upset about having been forcibly disarmed a, very, a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, and it's very out about it, yeah. right? So she's like openly telling Vader, I have to deal with this, you know, um, propaganda against me because yeah. I have ties to you, but it's openly rebel. So it's just interesting. Yeah. I don't, it, I don't know if they thought about that thoroughly. It's, yeah, it's quite strange. Like, yeah. because it, it's also not clear what Leia's ties to Vader are. Like, she's been seen with him in public before. Like, have they? No, I don't know. This happened no, on, on Ampanua. This is, on Ampanua. Or on, it was that, now that Vader saved or was with That she Leia. worked with the Empire on oh, right. Ampanua to uh, get A to B. That's people. right. That's right. She asked that's the That's what Empire the backlash is yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. So that was the main thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yes. So, Leia wants to know more about her birth mother. Keeps getting shut down all the time. But then she gets her name from her father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Padme Nabury? Nabury? Mm-hmm. Uh, is Nabu, that the real? Naboo something? Nabooey. Nabooey face. <laughs> <laughs> Nabooey booey face. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, there's some talk about the, uh, the, about the campaign, about some debate, some, like, um, some opponents she's running against which don't really matter because at 16 she wins the uh, election for the senate she does yeah Mm -hmm. because she's a badass taking over her father's old senate seat yes and that was at 16 when did she start running 14 at 14 so she was running for two years yeah that makes sense 2016 to 20 okay 2015 i can see that oh yes she has two birthdays in that time Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. the the cycle So it's a long time for her. So she mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, like, Late Leia... Years in, the, in a kid's life, anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> Leia is a, a member of the Galactic Senate, Senate but also a princess, mm-hmm. which is, like, part of the Alderaanian um, nobility, which doesn't matter anymore because the Empire took over. Yes, but it matters to native Alderaanians. Right. It's kind of... I, I think of it as... Like in terms of the British Parliament, where they have uh, mm. the House for Regular People, I can't remember what it's called, and mm. then the House of Lords, where the, only people who are lords can run. And then they, anytime the, so the Queen shows up, yeah. they turn them away. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. They do that every year. Every yeah, year. Every, yeah. Or every, I can't remember, every time there's a new Parliament elected, <laughs> they have to knock. It's very interesting. <laughs> they have to knock um, and they get rejected. Well, one of the, yeah, one of the kings came oh. in and like, massacred them, so they're like, no, you have to come up and show respect and knock to come in. And then they don't let them in? No, they do. Oh, they do. Okay. They have to, they have to knock. Yeah. Okay. Like but showing, the second time. Showing respect for the uh, elected uh, members fascinating. of the government. Yeah. That is very fascinating. I, I'm interested to see how Brexit's going to shake. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the the uh, EU passed the, the British um, plan recently. Did they? Yeah, like uh, 15 hours ago. Oh, I bet that's a relief to Theresa May. Well, she still has to get through the, the rest of British Parliament. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> they literally laughed her out of town yeah. the other week. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, <laughs> Vader is dealing with um, managing TIE fighter factories that are being attacked by rebels. 
Mm-hmm. After yeah. um, talking with their engineer that they saved from Empanua. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting constant warnings from mommy to not trust Vader. I mean, it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. I would be annoyed if I were Leia. I'd be like, I get it. We have a scene where um, Vader goes back to their house on Coruscant, which they never spend any time at. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when they go there and they're able, and because it's, it's properly, I don't know, pressurized or something, it's, they're able to take off their, their um, massive battle suit. Uh-huh. And then they rifle through their memory chest. Oh, yeah. Vader, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has like a... So they're on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Leia moves into her new digs, and it, and there's this nice line, like, she never sets foot on Alderaan again, right? So she leaves. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And yes. Alderaan's going to be blown up before she can go home. So she's on Coruscant. She wants to go visit Vader in his place because I guess he's a representative, so he, like, necessarily well, has... He has an official residence. He has an official residence yeah. so on Coruscant. He spends Coruscant. All, all his time traveling around doing military things. Right. And there's an old woman in the street who recognizes her as Padme, but yes. doesn't say that she recognizes her as Padme. She mm-hmm. just says, oh, I thought you were, well, somebody else. Um, because Leia's looking for Vader's residence to go right. visit. And she's like, the old woman says, oh, he's never here. He's already, he's he's always um, up in the Star Destroyers, up in the dark, she says. Yes. Right. He's never down here. Which is one of those fun fantasy space things you can say. Yeah, in the I know, dark. right? In the dark. <laughs> I loved it. I, yeah. I don't care. I love it. Yeah. No, it was good. And the old yeah. woman oh, was what's mysterious. It, the, the, the Firefly yeah, intro where they talk about uh, take me out to the black. Yeah, like, out yeah. to the black. Yeah. I love that Never too. coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do they ever say, though, in this fan fiction, um, why Leia is heading to visit Vader? Like, the only I, person she knows on Coruscant? Only person she knows on Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some level of intrigue for her. Like... She hasn't seen him in a couple I think, years. I think she thinks it's like the proper thing to do. Well, it's like if uh, you're in the same town as your Skype buddy that you don't see for a while, you, you, know, you, you might stop visit. it. Yeah. But she and doesn't see him as a buddy. Weirdly. <laughs> she can't. Like they, they didn't end their last uh, interaction on great terms. Well, no, they did. They, they have did. lots of oh, casual right. interactions since they, they, oh, Skype, right. they talked to each other. Right, that's and right. And she, like, she says, well, she says at some point during one of their Skype conversations, I love how we're saying that's the how That's what it is now, yeah. While she's running, she's like, I can't get an Imperial endorsement because I won't win. Right. And he's like, that's okay, I understand. And like it bums him out though. It bums him out, but he's like, I understand. And mm-hmm. they're like, cool. So she's going to go and visit him and he's not home. She looks in the windows because oddly there's windows. Why are there why would why would Vader have windows? I know. Space windows. It doesn't make space. any space sense. Space windows, but she looks in and of course she sees a trunk much like the one that she has at home on Coruscant in his mm-hmm. in his place. There you go. Okay. And um, they end up talking face-to-face a little bit after. I f- forgot how. Uh, I think, um, so she she's, like, doing her thing. She like Vader, speaks out against um, something that's happened on another planet. And, okay. and the, the, the Empire increases their surveillance on Leia. They sur- yes. increase their surveillance on Leia because they know that she's going to be a rebel or she isn't already. Those very rebel... Yeah, and she speaks out at the Senate against the Empire taking prisoners of war without trial. Yeah, and um, she's having a first date with some. Oh, right. Jerk. Oh my and God. Walks oh, in horrible and she, boy. He comes to visit her and interrupts this like really painful. With, with like a pop star, with like a pop star. Yeah. yeah, and Vader has and a really funny him. reaction to this too because he hates this guy too, yeah. as much as Leia does. Yeah. He's this very like paternal, like <laughs> Daddy what are you does doing not approve. With this 
boy. It's also just yeah. just fun tableau of like this pop star on a random date with a politician. All of a sudden, the mm. giant dictator shows up. Yeah, <laughs> and he's exactly. their pants. Oh, and he, he like basically kisses man. his pants and runs out. Yeah. By the mm. way, he's just like, I, I gotta go. <laughs> like, it's just my buddy Vader. <laughs> like, I'd be anywhere yeah. but here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny too. It's something I was yeah trying to remember how they they kept contact like Leia and Vader kept contact. Seems kind of weirdly counterintuitive for like everything but since she's so young the author makes it seem viable i think this date really reinforces this like fatherly position because mm-hmm. he's actually her father but she doesn't know and he doesn't know but anyway that he has in her life but like, like she's, the parent-child relationship they've built over the years yeah that mm-hmm. he's kind of protecting her even though she doesn't agree with him politically like she like feels something from him and that draws her and then he comes in and he sees she's on this awful date and he's like how could you be with this boy? He's terrible. And then he scares the boy away. And Alea's like, yeah, I don't like that yeah. guy either. <laughs> yeah, wasn't like, she like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I, sorry, I skipped ahead. They before That's not their first meeting on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Um, he meets her at a hangar reserved as a base for the Imperial fleet of Coruscant for some reason. Mm. Specifically because she goes to him to ask to have her surveillance entail removed. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, well, that's not my jurisdiction also it's not possible Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he's like i unfortunately am under orders tarkin is the one in um, yeah in charge grand moth Mm -hmm. grand moth Mm. he's a very large moth (laughs) big moth the moth man man (laughs) (laughs) and uh they have some tete-a-tete and he says uh you know, she's, like, being very proper, and he's like, don't be disingenuous, your highness. It doesn't suit you. <laughs> and then he's like, they talk a little bit, and he's like, yeah, we'll have your surveillance removed. And she's like, don't be disingenuous. It doesn't suit you. Yeah, yeah they, bo- they both get like, kind of catty with each other. They're catty. Mm-hmm. She's like, teenage daughter, like, whatever, dad. Whatever, <laughs> dad, do what I want. This has done a lot to explain, like, Leia's position when A New Hope finally starts as a senator, you know? Mm-hmm. That she has gotten along with the Imperials for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, but she's, she's had this. Sick of it. Yeah, she's had this kind of, I, you know, sarcastic relationship. And then a little bit after this, she gets officially recruited into the Rebellion, I think. Yes. Before the date. Right. After they butt heads the first time. Well, so Mm -hmm. he comes to visit her. um, Her dad recruits her in. Yeah, sorry. uh, Yeah, we'll just skip ahead. Yeah, um, her dad officially recruits her into uh, into the Rebellion. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. not Vader. In a super secret ceremony in the Jedi Temple that's still there for some reason. Super secret meeting. They managed to shake her surveillance, and it's in the old Jedi Temple, yeah. the ruined Jedi yes. Temple. And they, they finally reveal the members, the other members of the Rebellion, which surprises nobody because it's painfully apparent it's to everybody. All the people yes. that she knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They grill her, and she's like, oh, they ask her about her uh, relationship with Vader and if yeah. they get in the way of her commitment to the Rebellion. Yes. And she says, no. I'm fond of him. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to lie. But Rebels mm-hmm. for Life. They're, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Ride or die. Ride or die, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then after this, the, the, the date happens. Yeah, nonetheless, that was kind of a side point. And then I'm, yeah, her yeah. getting recruited into the Bellion is, yeah. is super important. It's really interesting, though, that, like, yeah, she kind of has this, like, ideology, like, this ideological denial of Vader. Like, I don't have loyalty to him, even though I'm fond of him. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't seem to see how fondness and loyalty might somehow be related. Like, if she mm-hmm. had to betray him or kill him or anything she doesn't seem to think of that at all almost, in this test almost just like it's she's very interesting relying on her indoctrination and being indoctrinated into the rebellion early yeah and mm-hmm. the kind of like is that really thinking though you know 
I think she's very young. I think that this makes sense because she is young. Right. That she is basically conflicted. And Vader wants to take advantage of that. In the next scene, after she's recruited, he wants to try and counter it by recruiting her into the Empire. So he yeah. pays her a visit again, and mm-hmm. they go on a walk, which she knows is mandatory. And they go on this, like... Rooftop? Yeah, it's like a like a long walkway. He, he leads her someplace far away, and they far go away. up. It's like a skyscraper yeah. off the roof of it. And they have a talk, and he's like, you know... You could be a real asset to the Empire. You could have a great career it's there. Sort of, sort of Vader's last-ditch attempt at recruiting, I think. Exactly. Yes. And she's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then Grand Moff Tarkin makes a dick of Vader. <laughs> he does. Well, and yeah. Vader says, you know, like, if, you, if you're if you a rebel, like, I'm going to have to treat you like a rebel. I can't treat yeah. you special. Right. And she's like, I understand that. And then, yeah, Tarkin mm. comes in and is like, Vader, get out of here. Like, scoot. <laughs> Minion. And uh, kind of embarrasses Vader. And uh, Leia's left to find her way home by herself. Um, but when she gets home, her finds uh, her mother there. Yes. yes. And yeah. she's very happy to see her. And they explain it that, like, you can't really hang out with your dad too much because there's not no real political reason why you would do that unless you're obviously rebel. Mm-hmm. But you can hang out with your mom who's come to visit to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for, um, indefinitely, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So mom comes to stay for a little while. They have mom-daughter time, which is nice. Then they have mom-daughter time disguised as, as a disguise right. for rebel activity. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they start speaking in code. They start. Um, her mom starts describing bird flocks on her native planet of Naboo. Which by, is, by numbers and colors, and, yeah. Right, and she, which is actually describing, like, the rebel fleet that they're amassing on some planet. And like talking to yes. random merchants about the type of fruit that that's in season. Right, and they're getting <laughs> yes. encoded messages in the fruit, like scratched into the fruit in the right. marketplace. Which, by the way, it's not full of the Empire at all because they've been watching them since the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And as soon as they walk out of the side of the fruit merchant, the fruit merchant gets captured. Uh, yeah, and put into like a labor camp for and 10 years. For, for the something. rest of their life or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting tension in all of this mm-hmm. because like all of the political intrigue is building up in a very Star Wars way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Leia's totally in the middle and you know that she's always going to take the side of the rebellion because you know the ultimate outcome. Yes. But there's this pull from Darth Vader as well. Like, where will she lay emotionally with that mm-hmm. character? And you know She's there's going to be some form of betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it, there's a lot of tension here, I think. Um, especially yeah. with all this secret activity of the rebellion, you kind of wonder if Leia's going to, like, accidentally betray them because she cares for Vader. But That's kind of the feeling really, you get, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. What, are, what it actually is, though, is that the Empire's just wise to it and falls in the whole yeah, time. Totally. And the mother doesn't spend... Because the mother gets there, like, the same day they go shopping. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, let's go to a rebel meeting <laughs> in the same shopping. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Well, I, had the, I had kind of the impression that they she was there longer, but... I think it would be smarter. It would have been smarter. Yeah. I don't think they talked about it, but... And once again, of course, her mom is there to be like, don't trust Vader. It's yeah. Like, and it's really funny because it's like parents. It's like literally like her birth parent, Vader, versus yeah. her adoptive parents. Yeah. It's tugging her in both directions, which are completely opposite political directions. Yes. So yes. it's a really interesting, uh, strangely unique situation for right. a young woman to be in. Yeah. <laughs> And Meanwhile, this, yeah, yeah okay. the same shopping trip. Uh, the mother takes Leia to a um, rebel meeting. Yes, after shaking the security for um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, and we find out through a 
like Vader aside, yeah. that they know that Bishapi has been inves- investigating a factory that he of the empires that he like wants to blow up. Yeah, I, I skipped most of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, well, so yeah, there's, there's a lot this of rebel kind of, plans. Yeah, it's basically the plot is about to have everybody converge. There's been some uh, aside talk uh, concerning um, the engineer that uh, Vader picked up making new Tie Fighters, making uh, making new factories to make those new prototype Tie Fighters, and yeah. then rebels scoping out. For the purpose of destroying those those factories, yeah. mm-hmm. and here the author uh, brings in, uh, takes the opportunity to bring in the um, slave engineer woman from Ampanua, um, bring her back in and showing the career that Darth Vader has made available to her. Yeah, and the sort of and concessions their connection, which is kind of father daughter like, and like the concessions mm-hmm. that, that this person had had to make in order to try to fit into an imperialist. Uh, male human dominated society. Right. Even with the help of Darth Vader. Like, like to yeah. the point of like surgical modification, like yes. cutting off their wings. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. This character seems like they have like she has her own story and it is very tragic it is in very many tragic ways. Story. Yes. So at this rebel meeting, uh, we see Bishapi, our old parents' oh, friend. Oh, Bishapi. Yeah, who abandoned Leia and ran away, and yet yeah. we still somehow like him. He was a kindly well, old uncle He's been, like, shunned by the... by Leia's parents. Yes. They're like, he's not welcome here anymore. Was like, and a, now suddenly back. they're, like, meeting up with him because he's like, I got a plan. Well, it was like, at, at, officially at that point, it's like he's, he was captured to return, and then immediately captured again. It's like, okay, now these... He's inept. Like, throw, <laughs> like send him this Tatooine. Just also, leave him yeah. there. Was like, Usually when people have been <laughs> captured, it's kind of suspicious when they, like, escape or are released that yeah. they might have been somehow compromised, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet they have no suspicions of him, even though he's betrayed their daughter already. Just, like, I know. It's but he's still a family friend to the Organas. So? Sort of. Well, <laughs> like, they, they denounced him, like, yeah. not long well, ago. Well, they officially... Uh, Politically announced, but I think they're still not politically. Friend. But they did to Leia. They're like, he's not welcome in our house anymore. Okay. I, yes. Yeah. So, whatever. But I, there's I guess interesting layers. But anyway, Bishapi yeah. is here. Yes. Anyway, is here. We can just gloss. And they tell that. Leia to do something. And Leia's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Then Bishapi thinks it's a good idea to smack Leia around in front of her mother. He does. Yeah, he, he because he's going nuts. At this assaults point. her. Yeah. In front of her mother he's and everyone her. else. Yeah. And. Sache sad, <laughs> sad. Uh, is not happy, and she's like, I'm, "I'll take care of this guy." She says, "Go home, Leia. Take the longest route you can to like lose anybody who's following you. And yeah, so, I'll like, take care of this." And so uh, Vader and the Imperials who are watching outside see Leia leaves, and Vader's like, "Okay, now mm-hmm. let's go." Right, because Vader does not want to take responsibility for raiding a meeting that he knows Leia's in yes, because but- he. He loved her, I guess. But also, <laughs> so, he knows that it's going to happen, and he's not going to do anything to stop it. Right. But it doesn't seem like he's fully thought it But it, it was through. a nice opportunity when she leaves to be like, oh, okay. Okay, now, now, now I yeah. can follow my orders and follow my heart. Oh, right. <laughs> he doesn't think it through, though, because he the doesn't. outcome is really uh, Quite tragic. that so distrusts they, him a lot. So they bust in they and bust they sh- in, shoot, shoot, everybody. shoot everything that moves. The Imperials do, yes. Which Killing. includes... The shopping and yeah. and they create and some explosions. Satch, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Satch is blown up in an explosion, and Vader finds half of her face, and yeah. when he recognizes <laughs> oh, half God. of her face, he's like, "Oh, oh sh-. I, I think he finds the rest of the body too, not just half a face on the floor. Well, <laughs> okay, that's fair. But what he does <laughs> recognize is half of her face is burned, yeah. and it, there's this interesting scene. Especially with the burn and it being Vader, where he mm-hmm. turns it and he recognizes the half of the face that remains yes. as the mother. And he has regret, and the author specifically says, 
remorse, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, like yeah. a cold wind blowing through his mind of remorse and regret. Because yeah. he was kind of close with Satch. Like those are they were friends. <laughs> they used to be friends in that instance. They, they were. They used to be friends. But they used to be friends. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is how it affects Leia, and he. It's an interesting point. Like the scene is so weird to me because he identifies that he doesn't want to hurt Leia, but you know, like we just said, the tension seems to be relieved for him when Leia leaves. Like how can he, he be okay with through? He how can he be okay with killing her mom? He didn't like, know. He wasn't. Well, how could he not know that if they were surveilling? Like if they knew everybody was there. I feel like that's he a good just point. didn't you know think I mean? it through. Yeah. That's the strange yeah. of the scene. The scene for me is that he should have like known Sash was in think, there. Right. Yeah, he didn't yeah. think about it. So <laughs> guess who survives? Our favorite Sash. guy, the shoppy. For like a second. For yeah. a second. And yeah. uh, Vader gets him by the throat, looks into his mind, sees that he slapped Leia around, and then promptly kills him. <laughs> yeah. And which is what a really is it? funny he scene. He threw the corpse across the room is one of my favorite quotes. Because like, it's been described before where Vader <laughs> himself has said that they're not needlessly violent or yeah or oh yes exactly he's not this, often needlessly violent yeah. this fan fiction really identifies is that vader says like very specifically like i don't do violence for violence sake i do it when it's necessary Which, because it's necessary because right. it's deserved or it's useful like i don't enjoy violence like that's a huge distinction he draws between himself and the warlords of kusas which as a as a characterization no, doesn't match up with um episode four uh, Vader, no. who chokes out one of the lieutenants for talking back at him. Maybe no. he gets in touch with his anger more I, yeah. after this. Oh, no, says here, no, no, no. Uh, I think it does, though, because that would be useful to maintain control threatening someone. Yeah, he was making know, a statement because he was to make a, insulting yeah, a his religion. Con- right. He was like, control. if you undermine yes. my authority, I'm going to humiliate yeah. you so it's, a, I I, it's useful in that sense like he doesn't do it because he enjoys it he doesn't want it's useful and that might he might have a liberal application of that but right. i think that so here's this it. quote um basically he's he sees bishopi slapping Leia around as he's holding him by the neck and then uh he hears he feels his fist tightening and he says uh bishopi's eyes bulge outward Vader thought he was smiling in satisfaction. He threw the corpse across the room. <laughs> Burn it. He stooped to pick Satch <laughs> up off the floor. She at least would be properly honored. And that's the end of that um, section. So mm-hmm. he does kill in anger, but he honors Sache by making sure that uh, she's not disposed of with the rest of the rebel scum. Right. She has her own funeral. Yeah, I do think it's interesting just juxtaposition here about Mm -hmm. him yeah we didn't identify this before earlier on he keeps emphasizing he doesn't kill in anger but he does in this instance and it's directly due to his care for leia Mm -hmm. so i believe the interesting juxtaposition the next love causes him to turn to anger which may have been a big part of his history and then we all Mm -hmm. know anger turns to hate and hate leads to suffering yeah. But he only has it because he loves Leia. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the interesting point is he only does it because he cares about Leia, you know? Yeah. So it's that right. feeling. Well, it's that also he's his friend from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sash. Sash. Yeah. I keep going Sash. I'm just going Sash. with, with Sash because that's what I read most of the time. Sash. Sash. Yeah. Okay. And I believe the next note is they have a funeral on Naboo for Sash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, there is um, 
the last handmaiden of Queen Amidala. Yeah, there's a uh, Nabooian handmaiden that shows up. And she's like a they, big deal. They don't really describe who it is. Satch was also a handmaiden of Queen Amidala. Which I yeah. feel is maybe her lookalike. I don't know. It's I not thought really so. Implied. I really thought so. Yeah. Uh, interesting note. Uh, on the version we read, there's a lot of space on the end for a bunch of comments. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the comments were like, who's the handmaiden? Who's right. the handmaiden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the, uh, the author, I did a post in comment oh. that said, um, a couple of answers to questions. Yeah, my style is pretty influenced by the venerable Mr. King. I read him a lot. It seeps in, thank heaven. The handmaiden, I like her being Padme, so she's Padme to me. If you don't like her being Padme, she can be any handmaiden that you like. Of course, that would mess up a few of my other fix, but c'est la vie. In Father's heart as a standalone, it can go either way. Okay. Oh, so, so she's, the, she's trying to say that Padme, that a handmaid who shows up at the end is actually Padme? It could be Padme, if you want oh. it to be. So she's still alive. In, in the author's mind, it was Padme. Oh, okay. Who's just That's... been in isolation the whole time, I guess. Hey, yeah, what has she been doing for all this time? Not contacting her daughter? Or... Uh, being a widow with a living husband? I don't know. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's an interesting thing to know, because they have a short back and forth, Leia and this handmaiden. And the handmaiden says, Peace to your soul, child. Be mindful of your anger, Leia. I see it in your eyes. It will have you. Leia looked up, the hate rising with the anger. I have to be angry. That's my mother. Take care not to buy your rights with your soul. Your mother wouldn't want that. Mm. So. And if she's her mother, then she's also talking about herself and her adoptive right. mother. Okay. I think That's it, very, okay. I, I, think like it, I think it was written as Padme in mind. As I a mother. That. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I would leave my kid to be raised by somebody else yeah, if no. I was still alive and she like knew me. I don't know. I I, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I agree. I there doesn't seem to be a strong motivation for her to do that. That's also yeah. kind of hard to figure out. It's like you don't know how you would think if Vader was a part of this equation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah, if Vader backed by Imperial. But government. if Vader doesn't know that that child exists, what's the harm? I'm, if that Vader thinks that it's Organa's child. Also, speaking from like a yes. more practical than probably should be a frame of mind, space is big. You and space your kid. Space is big. You and both your kids could live someplace where they would never find right. them. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the kind of the thing that I've been avoiding unless, this whole time. Like, why, why, like... Unless Vader tracks mm-hmm. him down using the Force. Oh. Ooh, Force Hound. Right. Yeah, it's, so there's really not an explanation I'm going to write my fan fiction now. <laughs> Where Padme and the two twins are living someplace, and they're just moving from place to place being tracked down by Vader. That seems nice. more logical. Yeah. <laughs> like very, like, Terminator style. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't Oh, my really God. It's Terminator. literally like Sarah right, Connor anyway. trying to... Okay. Yeah, that's literally the thing. But that makes so much more sense than, like you said, CJ, like, you're a mother. Like, of course you wouldn't abandon Never. your children if, if you could be with them. Like, there's no reason why she can't be with them, right? Like, yeah. what's the excuse? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway. author, the author gets to say whatever they like to say, but I don't, I don't know if I'd like that personally. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm going to go with lookalike. Okay. The last major action that happens in this fic is that there's a rebel raid of the factory on La Azum mm-hmm. that we've talked about the, that we've alluded to before that's making the prototype TIE fighters right yes. where this um, ex-slave girl Rejuo Rejuo engineer yes. girl is Cal Rejuo or something she's presiding and yes. is like kind of directing everything he's and gotten more yeah. evil empirical as the time has gone on in order to try to fit in <laughs> <laughs> well and that you know Vader's kind of fond of because he kind of saved her and recognized her talent but she's kind of 
She seems, seems like, you know, she's just a talented person who's kind of an opportunist in this sense. And she and Vader have this weird interaction where she's, like, clearly seeking his approval. Yes. In kind of a daughter way and also kind of a sexual way. You know, like yeah, freaks and Vader Vader's, like, a little, a little attracted to her, but it makes him uncomfortable. He's like, this is, it says, yeah, surely so she weird. was joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, kind of horrified. I, I forgot okay, all that all together. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> let's see, I can read it. I can read it. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, he's being nice. He says, you have done well. I will see to it that you are properly compensated. You have my personal apologies for the rather substandard treatment you have received thus far. You owe me no apologies, Lord Vader, she mumbled and looked away. Vader picked up on a streak of embarrassed affection, even a strange kind of attraction, and was taken aback by it. Surely she was joking. Mm-hmm. So they have that like weird. Thing. Yeah, it's a weird thing, mm-hmm. and, and it it's, again points to what this author has identified about Vader in this entire fan fiction that like, he doesn't accept affection or especially not attraction. He doesn't think that that there's something that can be loved anymore. Yeah, he exactly. doesn't feel worthy of it. So if you yeah. are affectionate toward him, then you're insane. So yeah. Vader's that there at the factory, and the rebels um, attack it, mm-hmm. including led by. Our, our Princess Organa themselves, Leia. Yeah. Our wonderful Leia. R- riding their um, their noble steed, the modified speeder bike. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, and this she... is where uh, we get uh, I watched a man burn. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. One, of our, one of our favorite phrases, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so she makes a very deliberate and symbolic attack against Vader. I think bombs moment. go off all over the factory, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she comes up straight in front of him and this girl on her speeder. She says, goodbye. Uh, says, goodbye, she said, and raised her blaster. It was not aimed at either Vader or Rejuo, but at the ground. So she shoots the ground, which I guess is flammable? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she, was, she noted earlier during the Zakusa attack that Vader was wary of fire. Yes. Yeah, so right. I guess maybe gasoline or some kind of... Fuel has been They didn't say it. They should have said something. <laughs> I assume. And yeah. so she sets them both on fire and flies yeah. away. So she's basically giving the biggest middle finger she can possibly think of right. to Vader and tries to kill him. And in this attack, Merjo um, is seriously, seriously injured. Yes. So injured that she would rather die. Right. And mm-hmm. asks Vader for a mercy killing, which he... Does by crushing her windpipe. Yeah. Which is not very merciful. No, because she'll suffocate to death. You have a fucking lightsaber. Crush her brain or something. Make it instant. Yeah, just lightsaber through the head. Don't even have to look. Yeah. Goodbye, my friend, he said, and pressed down with his thumb. He felt her windpipe collapse under the pressure, and the life slipped out of her quickly. That is not how that works. The corpse did not look peaceful. (laughs) No. She's suffocating to death. They never She's, like, burned to shit. Yeah, it's like because they said that the author knows that. But it also says they never did. It just looked empty, as if all the corpses never looked peace. But oh come on, yeah, it's not a good I, way to I die. don't think but that's I guess the how the author understand. intended it. But yeah, but it's really kind scientifically of interesting. not not the nicest way. to So go. what sort of tone do we are we left with? You think from he, this scene? Because well, this is not the end, but pretty much the end of the of the fanfic. Well. It then says, Leia's face rose up in his mind, the hateful, cold set of her chin as she'd fired. He saw the flames rising up again, the wall collapsing, Reguo falling beneath it, and Leia watching, waiting. 
His rage was not hot, but cold and reassuring. The game was over. She had chosen and she had betrayed him. There would be no more coddling of this child, no more protection. She had put herself outside the circle of his life. Hmm. So, I don't know if this is the part where we talk about what we don't like about the fanfic. Oh, we can, yeah. Okay. So, so um, the last scene is just Vader talking about how there's a trunk that they did not open again, but also did not burn. Right. Yeah. And it talks about um, Leia's guilt and how she has yet another dream, dream sequence yes. where she talks to her mother, and her mother rejects her because of her turn to the dark side, which is clearly what this was. Hmm. And she says, it's not going to happen again. I feel terrible, basically. And she says, uh, I won't go down that path. I won't. I can't. Her mother says, you can, but you won't. You're turning back now. Yeah. And then she says, uh, her mother tells her to hide and that he will not forgive you. Um, and then, yeah, we, we go back to the trunk kind of thing. But what I, I, I love this fanfic except for the Vader-Rejuo dynamic and how it's supposed to be another father-daughter connection that then gives him an excuse to go against Leia when I felt throughout the entire piece the author was laying down very firmly that he was a true believer in fascism, that she, if she was on one side or the other, like if she was on the, the side that he was against, he was against her, period. I would have loved it just to have her commit to the rebel side um, have it not be this personal. Have him just be like, you know what? She's chosen her path, and that's where she is. And, and just now I'm her enemy. Just divided by that. duty. Yeah, this yeah. felt like this felt kind of cheap to me. It felt a little bit cheap. Well, I think it was strange because I don't know if Raju was supposed to be a, a daughter stand-in or not. Yeah. It seemed more like she was supposed to be like a maybe almost a. Padme standing, except that he takes care of her in this fatherly well, way. Well, it never and says that he's attracted to her. It no, says but that she's, she's attracted, attracted to him. him. But that's what I find like kind of um, strange in that sense. Like, and I agree with you that the dynamic isn't very clear. Like, this could have been a person to represent like someone attracted to him, but because his roles take care of her, and it's kind of like either super misogynistic or it's supposed to be fatherly. It. I, you know, like how that fatherly role of the partner is a misogynistic entity in our culture like, as well. It's also kind of um, weird because Rajil is sort of a another another version of Anakin themselves at being a slave with an engineering bent. Correct. That they're like Vader saw is trying to like upload uh, uh, uplift themselves in in the system. I can see that. I can definitely see that, and I can see that there are a lot of problems with it. Misogyny yeah. <laughs> is just the start, but. Right. Um, I just felt like it cheapened the entire build-up between the, between the two main characters, which are Vader and Leia. If it had been purely just about their relationship, I really would have loved for his absolute hardline, true believer stance to reject her in the end. I would, I would love to have seen him just be like, you know what? You are dead to me. You, right. have, you have chosen to be a rebel, therefore you are dead to me. That, to me, would have been far more meaningful than having it be about some third person well, that Leia doesn't even yeah, know. Yeah, ju- just having these factory attacks or, like, you're doing yes, violent rebel activities. Right. You're, you're Rather you're than done. having, right. because Reggie was killed by Leia's action, that's the impetus rather than right. just the impetus being her allegiance. I agree or with to that. have it be Leia's very dark turn to be... Yes. And at and, and the very end, it's just kind of... Well, I'm sorry about it, and so it's just brushed off, and then it ends. Right. 
yeah. I don't want her to have that turn at all. I want her to be. Um, I want her to stick to her values as well. I want it to be about a, a war of values. And I, I think that the narrative mm. is c- kind of lost here right at the very end. Having Leia turn that dark, having, so. having to watch a man burn. <laughs> and I think it's due yeah. to the sympathy that's paid to Vader here. Like, yeah. it started out being like, let's understand this fascist mentality done actually quite well in the explanation of that, that he still has a human side, but he's mm-hmm. been subverted and manipulated by this other force that's taught him to uplift himself in a way beyond the slavery that he's always endured, while still acknowledging in some subconscious way that he's enslaved to the Imperials. However, it creates too much humanization at the end, right. I think. Like, he is a human, sure, why not? But the point is is that like his allegiance is allegiance is to these forces and they are not good ones yes and to make it like oh his excuse is someone died like that's that's not never no. been his excuse or his reasoning before and maybe he is Fernwithy, allied to these forces like yeah, he just is exactly and maybe Fernwithy was trying to flesh out um, the interactions that you see in a new hope between the two of them mm-hmm. right but i don't think this was needed Mm-hmm. I think that a lot could be said if it, it would have made more sense if it was just those two. If it was just yeah. the two yes. of them, and maybe some other driving factor or event um, made them take a stance on either yes. side and reject the right. other, I would have been really happy with that. Tori, do you think that was the part that got you the most, or what, what did you not like the most? Do you think? Well, um, well, it's interesting. I don't know if we fully covered the very end of this, but it has. Um, Satch's funeral and then Leia's yeah. dream sequence <laughs> and Leia's Sorry, <laughs> yeah. yeah um Leia has her um her dream sequence where she she falls to her knees in front of her birth mother and begs forgiveness um and her birth mother you know I think we just addressed this but like uh you can turn back now from the darkness and you'll be okay and everything and she climbs into the trunk I don't know if we talked fully about this Vader has a trunk of we mentioned the trunk the the trunk of the possessions yeah uh, she climbs into the trunk and closes the covers and it says she was wrapped in the warm scent of flowers and her true mother she was still an also her true mother like she's been raised all her life by another yeah. person anyway that's the problem she was she still like... and strong hidden once again and safe yeah. so that to me is really interesting because it's like she's decided in her dream to like hide herself away again that's not the Leia that we see in A New Hope no like not a hidden one I and not they're... one hiding in her mother's memory and I think they're trying to I don't know imply that Leia makes the decision to embody her mother's values Yes. Once again, more than her f- father's. To me. And then they do the cinematic cut where it shows the trunk in Vader's well, house see, sitting there. What I was about to say is that I think then it cuts to the trunk was carefully set aside Unopened. in its place beside the door. It was not open mm-hmm. again, nor was it incinerated. So implying, you know, Leia's protection in the trunk and the connection, I feel like this last scene was really forced. I feel like it was forced for the idea of the trunk being the symbol of connection and that Leia had to climb inside in order for Vader to take the physical trunk and tuck it away. But the, for Leia's the trunk character, is Vader's goodness and he doesn't open it, but she's inside and they can right. really connect if you opened it up and decided sure. to be good again. Blah, yes, blah, blah. but for Leia's character, it doesn't make a lot of sense for her to do but, that. Right, right, right. I agree. It, it was all very rushed. I thought that right. it was created for that symbol, but for Leia, a lot of her turning points at the end were just 
brush through. It's also better. Like, it's like this to is create a, that connection. This is like a flashback that's happening, right? And during the flashback, her mother is saying to Leia, "This is a dream. It's a dream. A dream. Yeah. That saying, saying to Leia, you have your father's heart and your mother's love.' She says, "Be still and be and strong." She's so, dreaming of a flashback, like right. <laughs> that's the thing. So, but that's that's what this fic is named after: a father's heart. You have right. your father's heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her father's love. heart is in that trunk, which he never opens. Yeah. She's in there because she remains true to her mother's values, even though obviously she has done terrible things just now. Right. <laughs> which we're not, she's like, I'm sorry, in a dream, and so she's absolved she's somehow. Burn people to death. Yeah. Like deliberately try to kill somebody and then yeah. and whatever. Um, yeah. I, yeah, so that's the issue yeah. I had mainly yeah. is that it felt like the there was a very forced ending um, with Leia doing something to hurt Vader, which justifies Vader hating her, but there's no reason to create the justification. There's and a way to hurt Vader without harming other people, which exactly. is what the light side is supposed to represent, correct? Yes, So exactly. why did it have to be in such um, violent It could have been a correct. political and just as well. It could have been a political thing, because yeah. weren't we building up to that the entire time? Wasn't like, that most of their talks were yes. about? Yes. Yeah. So... So yeah, exactly all that is that that wasn't a necessary way to create Leia as an enemy of Vader. Mm-hmm. There could have been so many other ways. So many other ways. And that it seemed all leading to her uh, image of this trunk and Vader still being a redeemable character right. and the trunk still being a symbol. And it was very mm-hmm. forced. I, I think for me personally, the thing that um, the first time I read through it that kind of graded with me was trying to re-characterize uh, Vader as a nice person. That Yeah. That... That was hard for me to, to buy. Yeah. I mean, when I got some distance from it and I came back to it and, and watched A New Hope again, I can kind of see where you're coming at, coming at, at the like the edges of what, like, what's not spoken, trying to imagine what's mm-hmm. there. But well, I still think it was a bit I'm trying to be somebody who's writing fanfic that bridges the little Anakin Skywalker from episode one with Darth Vader right. of episode four. You could just have episode four and episode one trying to bridge right. those. Mm-hmm. I... I, I it's not, it's hard for me to um, disregard episodes two and three mm. and yeah. five and six. <laughs> Hindsight is painful. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but I I did really enjoy how easy this was to read. As, as someone who's been mildly uh, coerced to read a lot of fanfic <laughs> in the recent times, <laughs> this fanfic went down easy. Mm-hmm. It was it was smooth and like um, it didn't fall prey to what happens to a lot of fanfics where the it, the chapters the parts get longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Um, this was uh, presented in four parts, and in, in the PDF I read, each part was about 15 pages. So yes. it's a very, very even-handed mm-hmm. way to write something. Well plotted. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. as much as I disagree with how they ended the story, um, I think this was a very, very well-written piece of writing, just in general. The pacing was good. The plot arcs were good. The characterization was good. Even the dialogue sounded natural, which is really hard to do. Yeah. So I think it's just really, it's a, it's a good piece of writing. I'm kind of glad you pointed out a lot of those um, dream sequences because I missed those probably the first time, definitely the second time through. It was kind of, kind of nice to see that through line. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they definitely so try to tie everything together and and, mm-hmm. and even tie the characters together through the dream sequences. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah that's what I mentioned is that the dreams really tie the characters together and mm-hmm. it's a big important part. And it's funny because it's hard to do dreams well. I think mm-hmm. it, you can make them the two because nobody wants to hear about somebody else's dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> and there was a lot of dreams, and to end it with Dude, a dream. I gotta tell you about this dream I had last. Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god. really. <laughs> 
But yeah, to end it with a dream might have been too much, but because there was a carrying thread throughout, it didn't seem too unnatural. Right. Even though I feel like ending things with a dream can be kind of a cop-out, but it didn't seem too unnatural. The dream thread was strong, and the writing is, yeah, like CJ said, just strong writing um, all throughout. What, What do you think was your favorite part of it, though? Um... Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, the, the strong writing all throughout, I would say, and the characterization. I liked the attempt at Vader's characterization, even if I think it turned kind of unbelievable towards the end, you know, not very credible. Um, and Leia's characterization also had that turn, but what I liked is that through most of it, like, you really did believe that both characters are really empathetic, and they both had flaws, and they both had good points, and you could see how, like, they were kind of foils for one another in terms of their life paths mm. due to circumstances. I and totally I think that yeah. makes yeah. sense for a father-daughter relationship. So even though I felt like it was really, like, heavy-handed at the end, like, having the parallels of their lives progress forward in a way that made sense and having, like, making sense of both characters as humans as opposed to, like, Vader's very two-dimensional. And, you know, like, most of the Star Wars show, like, he basically is, is supposed to have originally been good and then became evil and then has a redemption, a very mm-hmm. swift redemption when he realizes what he's lost in his children. Right, like in, this in explains the, so much more. And the original series, he's basically just way. like a set piece. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. He's like, oh, I realize my, I love my children, therefore now I'm good again. Like, there's not a lot of depth. Because there. I love this children, I'll throw this old man down to pit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, which really, kind that of I secretly have wanted like, for a long time. Which I really wanted to do for a long time. <laughs> right, but there's not a lot of that implied in the original narrative that he yeah. would make that change. This tells a greater story, and I appreciate the author making that attempt. I like, absolutely agree, and to add to that, I think that this is a really nice addition to the you know, set Star Wars narrative. It's It's you know, kind of speaking against the misogyny and saying, hey, how about we have a relationship between Leia yes. and Vader that you don't get to That's see? That's an important part, too. You know, because well. it was just about Luke and Vader, and, and Leia was always, always seen as an aside, despite her strength as yeah. a person, yes. and as a character. She's a strong well, character. Well, it was a character to be rescued at first. Yeah, which is annoying. Even though they were, str- they were supposed to be a strong character. Yeah, well, it was like right. a joke exactly. about, so, I'm not going to be rescued, I'm going to shoot a blaster, I'm not your typical princess. But, but I was torturing but myself. But ultimately, yeah. she <laughs> needed to be saved. Yeah. So yes. it was just so. nice to have a, a view of what that Vader-Leia relationship might have been like, at the mm-hmm. very least. And making um, Leia a center point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dom? Is something you liked in this? Well, just the general tone and how, like, even though I wasn't on board with the initial characterizations, I did like their their emotional journey as it went on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was internally consistent. I yes. I thought that you can follow it from the start to the end of, of this fanfic, and it made sense. Definitely, I agree. I also liked how one of the last commentators on this fanfic was named Dom. His not me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't spell it with two M's. <laughs> that's, that's what they want you to think. Yeah. Well, yeah, overall, a really uh, enjoyable fan fiction, despite some, maybe a little a little bit heavy-handedness at the end, but uh, overall, pretty would, enjoyable. Would you uh, recommend this to other people? I would. Like, I'd recommend it to Star Wars fans. I, I think it does a really nice treatment of Leia's character, mm. and I like Leia as a character. And like CJ said, it's a really good point. Like, 
it treats her in a more modern way from the perspective of a woman like is actually a human and not just a piece to be rescued <laughs> despite the or fact that referred to yeah yeah distant way like oh i have a i have a daughter too huh yeah anyway son let's talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> like she was a pretty good character to start with but i think carrie fisher really made that character to she be honest definitely. i don't think she well, was wasn't much of a character be, really yeah she i don't great. think she was written to she be a amazing. great character i think she was written to be more of a like a kind of strong princess mm-hmm. who's also a senator and i still kind of think mark hamill's best role was, was the joker in batman the animated series <laughs> true that <laughs> <laughs> i agree but i agree with you tori like this was something i would recommend to people just to kind of think outside the box like mm-hmm. what what would make darth vader darth vader you know yeah. right how would leia have interacted with the darker side of her soul, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. She was always good. good right? She is the most yeah. evil character in this, pretty much. She, because of the end, she was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was crazy. So, yeah, it was yeah. a little bit much at the end, but it was also still relatively believable. Like it was. Know, a lot of it read through. People do terrible things when they're angry. Yeah. And this was episode thirteen of Retro Fanfic Retrospective: A Father's Heart by Fern Withy. You can find a copy of that fanfic at the link bit.ly slash rfr, father's heart, altogether, all lowercase. By the way, if you go there, one of the reasons why Amato chose it is because each fanfic, unlike uh, Star Wars fanfic repository, was required to have a um, uh, cover art, <laughs> which was really endearing to Amato. <laughs> yeah, well, they have very cute cover art. They do, yeah. yeah. It's cute. So be sure to join us next week where... I'll our fanfic will be the Sailor Moon Trio of fanfics, The Raid Trilogy. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> by Chris Davies. You can find that one by going to bit.ly slash rfrray. That's Ray with an E at the end. Like a, like a savage. <laughs> <laughs> the intro song to the podcast is The Weekly Fair off the album Poopy's Incredible Adventure by Komiku. The after song is Run Against the Universe from the same album. You can find that album and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. You have comments or questions about the show, you can leave comments at our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic, or you can email us at retrofanficretrospective at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave a rating or review at Apple Podcasts. That um, might help us be more discoverable to people who use Apple Podcasts. Yeah, true. Yeah. I know, I do. Yeah. Uh, I've been Dom. I've also been Dom. No, wait, I'm Tori. <laughs> And I'm CJ, also known as The Siege. Yeah, uh, thanks for uh, joining us today, by the way. Yeah, thank, thank you, CJ. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it. I'm not sure it was as good as the first time we recorded, but, you know. I think we got close. We got close. <laughs> I think I, I'd approve it. I'd give it a star. Okay. Minus the Amato Darth Vader voice. I think we got pretty close. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We can just tell Amato to do a Darth Vader impressions in the next couple podcasts. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Just <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Just, just specified intervals. In the meantime, we're just three Earth life forms trying to be nice to each other. Till next time, take care. Bye. Bye.
would you mind talking into the microphone for a bit? Yeah. Maybe excitedly? Me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> what have I become? She arrived on Sullust, and General Maidine led her back to the Tantive Four. Engines are fixed, Your Highness. He flashed her a grin. I watched a man burn. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Medine said nothing to her. <laughs> he led her onto her ship and got her to her quarters. Rest, he finally said. You need to sleep. I wanted to kill him. <laughs> get some rest. I'll get Captain Antilles. I'll have you safe on Coruscant in no time. Leia took the order. She lay down on the great soft bed that had been provided as an ambassadorial perk. She'd never slept in it. But now, she was so tired, so... I watched him burn. <laughs> the tears didn't come suddenly. They began slowly and unimpressively, building bit by bit into a torrent. But they were silent. Leia didn't even know she was crying when she finally drifted off to sleep. Though crying was the first thing she was aware of in her dream. Oh, exciting. Thank you. <laughs>